on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast season five week 25 the b block ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening this evening coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel with me this evening as per usual is sam sam how's it going Hey, Joe, it's going good. I'm broadcasting at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My cat, Marlo, is trying to stop the recording right now, so um, forgive me if I wake up as I try to fight him off. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Um, before I get going, I want to shout out to all of our social media platforms Thanks for everyone who's been following us on Twitter. Do it at Dump on the Ump. You can also like our Facebook page, Dump on the Ump. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. If you do subscribe to us, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. So, having said that, let's see. The other day, today is there we go, July 3rd. Last night, I got back from the 2019 Summertime Dump on the Ump Jamboree Road Trip Extravaganza. Over the course of two weeks, attended five different baseball games, put 2,519 miles on my 2015 Honda Fit. Shout out to Hondas. Spawn to us. It would be fun. You yeah. like it. Come on, Honda. Come on, Honda. <laughs> They're a Japanese com- company, right? Right. They like baseball. Yeah, they like baseball. They yeah. must. Everybody in Japan likes baseball. <clears throat> and so let's talk about it. It was lots of fun. Where should I start? Um, well, start in Cincinnati. Start in Cincinnati. So the first leg of my trip was a drive to Cincinnati, Ohio, spent the night in the beautiful town of Newport, Kentucky, and went to a Houston at Cincinnati Reds game. Um, Let me say, let me think about it. It's very strange to be 35 years old and to go to a baseball game by yourself on a Monday evening when you really don't give a damn about either team playing in this baseball game, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not anti-Houston or anti-Cincinnati. They're okay. But I'm not really a big fan of either one of them. Jose Altuve was not playing. Yasiel Puig was. That was probably the highlight of that game in terms of the game. I was sitting kind of in uh, right field. And the other thing was I was sitting around a bunch of, like, older people. So I kind of felt awkward. I didn't... I didn't... uh, do a lot of heckling at that game. Right. Because if I were going to heckle someone, it would be Puig, except I love Puig. Right. And you then, could, like, reverse heckle him. 
I did a little bit. I told them to subscribe to the podcast and that we had episodes just about Yasio Puig on the podcast, which is true. Um, And I talked about how awesome it was when he literally fought the entire Pittsburgh Pirates on his own. Right. Um, The Houston Astros right fielder is Michael Brantley. So the only joke I got in on that was I had to Google his name to remember who he was. Isn't he the guy who invented Monopoly? <laughs> no, but damn it, Sam, that's why you need to be there with me. Uh, oh, that was Milton Bradley, right? Yeah, I know, but that was a, that was another baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> See, that would have been good. The Cincinnati Reds won the game three to one. It was a good game, um, and I really, really liked Great American Ballpark. It had a small feel to it. It's right on the Ohio River, which is very cool. I guess the only drawback is to see the Ohio River, you have to walk outside of the stands. They have a real riverboat theme going on at that ballpark, which I thought was weird. So, like, whenever someone struck out, whenever any of the visiting teams struck out, they would go, like, like these big smokestacks would erupt. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I saw something on TV the other day, or it was a highlight, uh, and I don't know if you saw this highlight. It was pretty crazy, actually. Uh, Puig for the Reds was the bottom of the ninth. They were tied, and Puig runs from first to third on a single, and then the or a double, and the throw comes into the plate, and the cutoff man kind of flubs the relay, uh-huh. drops the ball, and then Puig rushes home, scores the winning run, and then all of a sudden they started like flicking the lights on and off in huh. the stadium and fireworks went like went off. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well they did that when they won the game. They didn't do a walk off win. So it wasn't that exciting. But they flicked I remember that. They flicked the I don't remember fireworks, but I remember flicking the lights on and off because I was like, What the fuck is going on? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, tornado. <laughs> That would be terrible if when your team wins the game, you send off a tornado siren. <laughs> Everybody go crazy. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, so after Cincinnati, I drove to D.C. The one thing I regret is I didn't hang out in Cincinnati. I was just there right. for basically the game, and then I left the next morning. Because you said it was like a pretty city, right? It was a very beautiful city driving in. It had lots of – it felt like it. there was very little urban sprawl is, right. is the feel I got to it. Like you're driving through kind of wooded, hilly areas, and then, bam, you're in Cincinnati. I kind of right. like that about it. Right. Um, and I ate two Skyline Cincinnati chili dogs. But no Cincinnati chili with pasta. With pasta. I totally right. – Fucked that up. Yeah. I feel like we should spend some time today shaming you for that. Like, yeah, I feel like we talk so much on this fucking podcast about Cincinnati chili, <laughs> and it's like nonstop. And you go to Cincinnati and you get a couple of ballpark dogs <laughs> and don't even bother like going to a place to get Cincinnati chili for real, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel they were Skyline. It was Skyline brand. Right. I feel I just feel like you dropped the ball there. Mm. 
That's all I'm saying. That's big. I don't think that lost. True. Um, so then the next night I went to Washington, D.C., and my friend Jesse, not not podcast Jesse, a different friend named Jesse. Right. Lives in D.C. And she was like, okay, I'll buy tickets for you and a bunch of my friends. So she bought like 10 tickets to this Phillies at Nats game. And the game gets rained out. And the weird thing about it was I felt like I was the only one there for baseball. She had a couple friends who were baseball fans, but they were all like work friends. So basically I got to hang out at with Jesse's work friends and talk about work, which is fine. Right. I felt very off. shop talk. Yeah, shop talk, right? right? You know, everybody knows about it. Like I'm a teacher and I always feel weird when I'm hanging out with all my teacher friends and there's someone else and we're just talking about teaching. Um, but then the next day, they all had work, and I'm a lazy bum. Kind of the theme of this trip was quit your job because you should all quit your jobs and drive around the country going to baseball games. So I had nothing to do. I could walk from Jesse's apartment to uh, Nationals Park. I did it. I exchanged the ticket for a, ga- a day game ticket, and that was pretty cool. Stadium. Almost completely empty. Day game, super hot, super humid. Phillies at Nats. Even though there were only about 50 people at that ballpark, Bryce Harper got such a loud boo, it was hilarious. They hate Bryce Harper at that ballpark. And uh, who won that game? The Nats. That was a super boring game. It was one one nothing. And the Nats won. But the Nats won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Phillies have been fucking sucking lately. Yeah, they have. Well, they lost um, Segura, didn't they? Didn't he get hurt? I don't know. Don't know, They've don't ha- care. Don't know, don't care. They've had some... The whole thing was that they were doing well, even though Bryce Harper was not. He's still not doing well. Did he even right. make the All-Star team? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, we caught in... The outfield is outfield. stacked in the NL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so D.C. was cool, and then I got to hang out in D.C., and I like hanging out in Washington, D.C. a lot. Uh, did, you go to, did you see any sites? Did you do any of the tour, like the mall, or did you go to the No, Airspace because I've done, I've done all that before. Right. Um, you know, I've done, you know, the Senate and the Washington Monument and right. the mall and all that cool stuff. And it's cool. I highly recommend it. If you the haven't got about the Lincoln Memorial is it's the same. It's the same as it was when you oh, went there as yeah. an elementary school. Totally. It doesn't change, you know, yeah. no, like that's a true. giant statue of a dead guy. Yeah. But I like it because I like imagining Lincoln coming to life and like crushing right. it. Is that or, a like, that's level? a life-size model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was actually 25 feet tall. <laughs> I like thinking about that too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, because I went to DC last year for Thanksgiving, and the African American History Museum had just opened up. And Jesse and I stood in line in the cold, freezing rain for like three hours and still did not get tickets to go to that museum. So, probably could have tried to do that. Did That's, you do that? You didn't do that this time. I didn't do that. No, I just hung out in D.C., went to, like, really good restaurants. D.C.'s got good food. Um, 
according to locals, their thing is crab cakes, but I feel like Maryland would object to that. But the right. DC folks will, I asked people, like, what's the local cuisine? And they, the most common thing was crab cake. Right. But it's not really. I, t- my parents used to live in DC and I was actually born in the DC area. Oh, I didn't know that. And so I asked them and they were like, yeah, there's, it's politics. You know, everyone just politics. eats and breathes and drinks politics. You yep. Know? Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I think DC is a heavy drinking town though. I got that also. Yeah. Relative. So then I went left DC and came and visited you in New York City. Right, I was there. And you were there. And we went to a cycle of uh, single A Brooklyn Cyclones v Staten Island Yankees game. Right. And the that Cyclones game was not very rocked. good. What? No, yeah, but that stadium is really nice. Yeah. And Talk- and they have like the Nathan's hot dogs is like the actual vendor for that stadium. Oh, I didn't get a Nathan's hot dog. Shoot. So didn't you get a hot dog after when we went to Nathan's to get hot dogs? No, I wasn't with you, remember? You weren't? Before the baseball game or after the baseball game? No, go after to the Nathan's. baseball game when we actually went to Nathan's. Oh, yes, I did get a hot I got a chili dog. That's right. Joe was blacked out at that point. Not quite. Yeah, well, it gets a little fuzzy from here on out. The first two games I remember very clearly. Right. The rest of this, yeah, go on. This game, before, it was a 4 o'clock game, and before we went down, to those of you who are not New York City people, uh, Coney Island, where the Coney Island Cyclones play, is like a boardwalk beach strip with like a bunch of roller coasters and carnival games and like fried dough on the beach shit like that the next neighborhood over is called brighton beach and that's a russian neighborhood and so that's like a bunch of like weird russian nightclubs slash restaurants so we went for lunch at one of these restaurants and has a bunch of tables on the boardwalk and it's right on the beach and it's nice and the food is really good and they do vodka bottle service so right that's key (laughs) We call it vodka lunch. I do it once a year probably because uh, it's kind of expensive. But you go down, you sit on the boardwalk, you eat a bunch of pickled fish and weird pickled vegetables, and you take chilled shots of vodka. You get a bottle of vodka, it's in a bucket of ice, sits in the middle of your table, and you just like pound vodka shots in the sun while you're eating this like weird smoked fish. And yeah. it's amazing. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And to those of you who think that sounds gross, I understand you, but it's not. It's really good. <laughs> it's hot and sunny, and, right. like, you're just sitting kind of under half shade, and they're, like, old Russian people everywhere. Right. And the combination right. of super salty food plus ice-cold good vodka, it's one of the most delicious things of all time. Yeah. It's strangely good. Yeah. And also, like, speaks to why Russian authors are so depressing. Yeah. Because if that was, like, your main steez, you'd be, like, kind of sad, probably. <laughs> right. Uh, and shout out to Adam. I hung out with Adam for about five minutes. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Friend of the pod. He'll be back on to talk about soccer. He was at the beach. He didn't have vodka lunch with us. He was at the beach uh, chilling. We talked about Kafka. So that was fun. Um, 
and he'll come back on the podcast. So then we went to the uh, Cyclones game, and that was cool. And then I was planning on going to a, another Houston Astros game, Astros at the New York Yankees, because I've never been to Yankee Stadium. Right. Sam talked me out of it. Thank God. Thank God. Because I did not want to go to Yankee Stadium and see not the Red Sox play. Well, and we were going around New York. We went to Chinatown. We hung out in Brooklyn. We went to Prospect Park. And whenever I would see a guy in a Yankees jersey or Yankees cap, I would get unusually angry, unreasonably right. angry. Because you were drunk. Yes. <laughs> and then Sam was like, Joel, you are voluntarily going to go to a stadium filled with people in Yankees jerseys. Right. And I said, hey, that's a good point. So Yankee Stadium is still not crossed off my list. Right. But you may come back later in the summer. Yeah. To make that happen. To make up. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll let the audience know. So then Sam and I left Brooklyn and drove north to Boston, Massachusetts. Sam, hold on. I I need to take a quick sidebar here into the Quidditch corner. Oh, I forgot about Thank you. Yes, good, we, good call. Good call. Joe mentioned we went to Prospect Park, but what he didn't mention is that we went to Prospect Park. This was Saturday, and on Saturdays, the local nerds get together and play Quidditch in the park. <laughs> and so we bought a bottle of vodka, yep. popped a couple of slushies, yep. popped our shirts off. Sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, guns out. Put vodka into our slushies and sat on the hill and watched these like they're all probably college aged kids yeah. you know like this is like probably cutting into the ultimate frisbee demographic i feel like I'm quidditch like is poses a threat to ultimate frisbee well, you've got like lo- you've got like loping quidditch like the venn diagram of lopers and ultimate frisbee players right meets in Quidditch. Right. Yeah. But I would say that those two circles are like pretty close. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we watched Quidditch. It was awesome. And it was like a bunch of kids and they like some of them were really good, I thought. Yeah. And they were all college age kids, probably, except for this one dude <laughs> who was like wearing swimmers goggles and was probably in his mid to late 50s. And it, okay, yeah, I, I was going to guess 45, yeah. What's that? I would have guessed 45, but yeah. Okay. Well, he's yeah. probably, I would say mid-50s. And yeah. he was, like, in shape and playing, you know. But, like, I got the vibe that he just kind of showed up, you know. Right. Like he wasn't, he wasn't, like, their professor or, like, one of their dads or uncles or anything. He was just a guy who, like, found him in the park and was like, hey, can I play? And they were like, right. I, I guess so, old man. <laughs> the funny thing is almost the exact same thing happened the week before when I was in Portland, Oregon, watching an Ultimate Frisbee game. Oh. One, one old guy showed up to join the game, and he kind of, his thing was he kept telling everybody else how to play right. Right. He probably invented Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, he he says he did. <laughs> he thinks he did. He thinks he did. He acts like it. <laughs> yeah, no, Quidditch Corner is going to make a comeback at some point. Um, but that was lots of fun. 
I guess I was I expected the playing field to be bigger. They were playing on a pretty small section of the park. Right. Well, it was very crowded though. It was like a nice yeah, day, and there were about fucking a million and a half yeah. people in that park. It was, it was so, really crowded. Yeah. It was great. Well, that, that was a great time. <laughs> so much fun. All right, and then we went to Boston and went to a Chicago White Sox Boston Red Sox baseball game. Right. And also, until, another quick sidebar, sorry. No, I love it. Joel drives so slowly. Yes. <laughs> this is at the point where I joined the road trip, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> we were, we're never going to get there. <laughs> we never did. <laughs> I've got a great way of turning a four-hour drive into six hours. <clears throat> that was a three-and-a-half-hour drive. <laughs> became eight hours. <laughs> And, you know, my whole strategy is to drive in the middle lane and make sure people are passing you on the left-hand side and the right-hand side. Right. That's how you know you're doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so we get we get to Boston much later than we anticipated because I was driving my Honda Fit. We have to go straight to Fenway. Um, Eli and his wife, Nit, they meet us at Fenway. We're watching White Sox-Red Sox game. We got seats kind of along the first baseline, but kind of in right field. Right we're behind. Like right behind. Those of you who know Fenway Park, we're right behind the pesky pole. Yeah. If we would have been, if Eli caught a ball, that would have been a foul ball. But probably right. two dudes to his right, that would have been a home run. Right. Also, I would have caught the ball because I was closer to the home plate than Eli. Okay, and you're taller. And I'm taller. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was a really exciting game. Very uh, back and forth. I think the White Sox went up 2 nothing, and then the Red Sox fought back to tie it. And then the White Sox took a 3-2 lead. And then the Red Sox tied it. And then it was 5-3 White Sox in the seventh inning. I got to see a Moncada home run and a Jose Abreu home run. But at some point, at 5-3 in the bottom of the seventh, with the White Sox up 7-3, pretty much everybody's standing up at this point. Eli is sitting to my right, and he has his left hand on my shoulder, and he is slowly squeezing my shoulder <laughs> harder and harder as the game gets later. It looks more and more like the Red Sox are going to lose this baseball game. <laughs> I started to get a little afraid that I was going to ruin my friendship with Eli over this baseball game. Um, fortunately for me, that did not happen. Uh, the White Sox bullpen is shaky. I mean, so is Boston's bullpen, but the White Sox bullpen. Who was it? Bummer came out and he pitched well, but it was Jace Fry gave up two runs. No, gave up one run in the seventh and one run in the eighth. That right. was the thing is that Boston never scored more than one run per inning. Right, but they scored one run in seven innings, I think. Six. They won six. The Red Sox end up winning six to five. Oh, it was six five, not seven five. It was six five because I know that because Marco Hernandez hit oh, the walk-off walk right. single. He the the bases were loaded and Hernandez hit a walk-off single, and one of my favorite players, Tim Anderson. He's playing shortstop. He makes the catch. And this is kind of controversial. 
there was nobody really covering third base. Well, Moncana was like moving towards the ball because it was kind of in the hole between shortstop and third. Right. And so the third baseman, if they can cut the ball off, they're supposed to cut the ball off because it's an easier throw to first. So it wasn't controversial. Like the third baseman play made the right play. The shortstop made the right play. But the third baseman was not on third base. And so he had to throw to first. Right. So he had to and make it was late to first. first. Yeah. So very exciting. Boston wins 6-5, walk-off single. Everybody is very happy. I am not happy, except I'm happy that, you know, Eli didn't strangle me. So win-win. It was also an exciting game. Yeah, it was an exciting game. It was back and forth. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple home runs. Who had a home run for the Red Sox? Not. Yes. Raphael Devers. Yeah. And JD? No. And J. Mm, I can't remember. I, maybe just Devers. Yeah. Yeah. Or, no, JBJ, maybe? Yes. JBJ did hit a home run. In yeah. There. Yes. So there were two home runs for each team. And lots of good plays, lots of offense. It was a good game. It was a very cool, awesome game. Fenway, great park. It was kind of weird in our seats, Sam. I felt like I had to turn 90 degrees to see what was happening. Yeah, that's like a classic Fenway sort of situation. Yeah. Where you're yeah. like sitting in a seat and you're like, wait, my seat isn't even facing the field right now. <laughs> like, why am I looking at the center field? Why am I sitting in right field looking at the center field bleachers right, right. now? But it's like a really old stadium, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they have, there was an obstructed view, but it definitely, we weren't facing home plate. We were facing center field. Exactly. <clears throat> but it made, like, the depth perception really weird looking down the right, uh, the first baseline. Right, and it was cool because we were pretty close to the field looking right down the first basement baseline. And you really can tell whether or not a batter checks his swing. Yeah. Like, that's why they're always calling up. Like, it's pretty obvious, even from way out in right field where we were. Like, yeah. you can tell. Yeah, that was, of, of all the games I went to, that was the most exciting game I went yeah. to. Definitely. It also it was probably great. was the fullest ballpark. It was, by, by quite a bit. Um, I want to talk about the Cubs-Pilots game that I went to, because that was the second that was the only other comparable game. Right. Because the first two games I went to, one was a Monday night game, and the other was a, a day game makeup game. Right. Right. <laughs> and that was a, what, Friday game? Saturday game? No, that was actually a Monday game. It was just a Red Sox game. Oh, Monday game. Right, it was Monday night. It was Monday night, yeah. we drove there on Monday. We drove right. there on Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think Red Sox sell out. Basically every game, right? Right. Well, you can kind of see why it's a pretty small stadium, and it's like it's downtown, and it's nice. Mhm. Mm yeah, that's that's huge. That's key. You don't have to drive there. You you know, it's a beautiful place to hang out. Yeah. Which we should do sometime. We kind of had to leave right afterwards and go to uh, Eli and Nitt's house. Right. Yeah. They got jobs. Because they got jobs. I think I said <laughs> a job to both of them. <laughs> Lots of people are like, ah, Joel, I just want to, like, drive around and, like, go to games. I'm like, quit your job. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a teacher. Um, 
yeah, I'm gonna let's make this episode a little bit longer. Or do we want to stop now and do a C block on the same topic? Um, we're at 28 minutes right now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Break it up into two parts. Okay. Yeah, to be continued. To be continued. This is like one of those two-part episodes. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. And the next day, somebody <laughs> dies. <laughs> yeah, no, it gets dark after Boston, yeah. you guys. That, gets... This was the feel-good part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Shit takes a turn. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to stop there. Please tune in to uh, our C-Block, which we'll post later this week about the second half of Dump on the Ump's uh, Jamboree Road Trip Extravaganza 2019. I want to shout out to everybody on Twitter who was following me on this road trip. That made the road trip really fun. Uh, It just added another element of fun to this road trip, and that's something we've talked about social media a lot on this podcast, but something that I think is actually positive about social media like Facebook and Twitter is that you can build um, kind of cool relationships with people who are like strangers who just are like, hey, looks like you're doing a cool thing. So shout out to that. Um, everybody else, thanks so much. Please keep listening to the podcast. Please uh, subscribe to us, rate us and review us on Apple iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, and you can follow us on the Instagram. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. For Sam, my name is Joel. This has been Dump on the Ump. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Do you still think he's an alien? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's an alien. He's an alien. Maybe if we have time at the end of the C block, I'll explain it. (laughs) John Denver's an alien. Definitely, without a doubt.